the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The John Staggerwald Show, sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre-recorded. Imagine everybody in Pittsburgh moving to Mexico. Yeah, and imagine them doing it seven times. Well, the population for Pittsburgh right now, I think, is 302,000. That would mean over 2 million people crossing over the border. Well, that's how many have crossed uh, our southern border illegally this year. Two million, seven Pittsburghs worth of people. But Kamala Harris says our border is secure, and that almost won her an award. And now it's time for the Jerk of the Week, starring John Steigerwald. But Kamala didn't win it. She's going to have to be satisfied with second. Joe Biden's press relations intern, Katie Jean-Pierre, gets it for doubling down on what Kamala said. Um, Over the weekend, the vice president said that the border is secure, but we're on track to close the fiscal year with two million encounters, breaking last year's record last month. In the last month alone, fentanyl seizures are up 200 percent, and we're on pace to break that record also this year. So how is the border secure? So... uh we see record seizures of, uh, of fentanyl uh, at the border, so we're actually catching uh, fentanyl before it enters the country. So that's how uh, we see that. Look, uh, as far as the border, we're taking unprecedented action. Uh, we had to, to fix something that was broken, especially by the, the last administration. We've secured record levels. This is what we have been able to do, a funding for the, the, the Department of Homeland Security. Uh, remember, many Republicans uh, voted against that. Many of them who would like to invite me to the border have actually voted against that. Uh, we've made over 3,000 arrests as part of a first-of-its-kind anti-smuggling campaign. We've installed border technology and set up set up joint uh, pro- patrols with Mexico and Guatemala to catch traffickers. We've got Mexico uh, to agree to pay $1.5 billion uh, to improve border processing and security through smart proven border management solutions. And the president brought 20 world leaders together to collectively manage uh, migration flows across Western Hemisphere. Compare that to the Trump administration, which largely just tried to build a wall, an ineffective wall, uh, along the border and couldn't even finish that in four years, uh, we're certainly uh, doing a lot more to secure the border and could be doing even more if Republicans would stop their obstruction. What a steaming hot pile of horse manure. And, you know, you really don't get the full effect of her incompetence unless you're watching her reading that nonsense, bullet points, from the binder that I think she has physically attached to her arm. It's been surgically just attached there. But uh, whether those words were her own or whether she read them from the binder, Karine Jean-Pierre is the winner of this week's AM 1250 The Answer Jerk of the Week Award. And in our second half hour, we're going to talk to someone who's done a lot of reporting from that southern border about how and why the problem is much worse than most people know. He's got some amazing stuff. And when we come back, we're going to have someone from the Republican Party's communication department. I don't think he'll be reading from a binder, but he'll be here to tell us why so many big-name Republicans showed up in Washington County today to make a big announcement. Stick around. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. 
We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. Are you kidding me? Gas prices are up again? Somebody has to do something. Well, someone did. That's why I use Upside. Upside? What's that? It's a free app that pays you back real money for every gallon of gas or diesel you buy. I just earned 25 cents back on every gallon of this tank. Hold on. So the Upside app is free and you actually get cash back every time you use it? No strings attached? Yep, it's awesome. Check it out. It only takes a couple of minutes to sign up. Instead of just watching your dollars go into your tank, start putting money back into your wallet with the free app from Upside. With the price of gas today, it's big news and big money. To cash out of your Upside cash, just transfer it to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card. Upside users have already earned over $200 million. Now it's your turn. Download the free Upside app and get cash back on every gallon of gas. Use promo code SALEM for an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's code S-A-L-E-M. Use code SALEM for an extra 25 cents per gallon back in your first fill-up. Cash back not available in gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. People do some pretty cool things in their 40s and 50s. Why should saving for retirement be any different? I mean, they go back to college, learn new instruments, start skateboarding. Okay, maybe that one's not for everybody, but saving for retirement is. With aceyourretirement.org, you can get on track with your retirement savings no matter your age. Just have a three-minute chat with Avo, the friendly digital retirement coach from AARP. You'll get personalized recommendations based on your input that are easy to understand and work with your lifestyle. It's quick, easy, and free. Plus, it's sponsored by AARP, so you know they got your back. Snarly move, Dad. Thanks, sweetie. So wherever you are in your retirement savings journey, head to aceyourretirement.org and start chatting with Avo today. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-690-4040. That's 1-800-690-4040. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1-800-690-4040. That's 1-800-690-4040. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, there were a bunch of uh, Republicans in uh, Washington County today. And in case you didn't know, uh, Pennsylvania is pretty important to the Republicans. Hard to believe the election is less than, I guess it's uh, seven weeks from yesterday. So less than seven weeks away. And today, some of the big names did show up in the Mon Valley uh, to announce the commitment to America. And, and you know, they came with uh, a brochure. You know, you know things are serious when, uh, when what they're about to tell you is on a brochure that they can pull out of their sports jacket. Uh, and uh, they did that today. So it's called the, um, the Commitment to America. And if you remember back in 1994, uh, Newt Gingrich did this with the contract for America, and it worked out well for the Republicans. And uh, I'm, I'm sure they're thinking it, uh, this can work the same way for them. Nathan Brand is the Deputy, Commission, I'm sorry, Deputy Communications Director for the Republican National Committee, and he joins us now. Nathan, thanks for being here. Hey, John. I'm happy to be here. 
So, um, as I mentioned, uh, I don't know if you heard what I was saying in the introduction there, that um, it's amazing that the, the election is less than six weeks away, uh, and you can't, they, they, these guys showed up today with the commitment to America. Uh, there, there are a lot of places the party could have chosen to go to make this major announcement, pretty big deal. Why did they choose the Mon Valley right down the street from me here? Hey, yeah, it's a great question, and there's a couple of factors here. And um, first and foremost, this is a this is a plan that House Republicans put together that um, kind of echoes what Newt Gingrich did back in 1994, that um, led the way for that big take back of the House uh, where they won over 50 seats and, um, and kept uh, Bill Clinton in check. But no, Pennsylvania is ground zero for uh, 2022, and these midterms that are just 46 days away. Whether it's a Senate race, whether it's the slew of competitive House races across the state, um, this is a place where I think Kevin McCarthy, a lot of House Republicans, Senate Republicans, they realize if we do not do well in Pennsylvania, um, we lose our hope of taking back the House and Senate in November. So um, it's all important. We've got to get um, Dr. Oz elected. We've got to defeat uh, Susan Wilde. Um, we've got to... Um, number of these house seats in Pennsylvania. So that, that's why uh, it was in your backyard uh, just uh, just today, earlier today. Well, I, I know we uh, the, the commitment to America is not something you can sum up in a sentence or two, but do you have the cliff notes of, of what is the commitment to America? Do you, do you yeah, yeah. They, they broke it, yeah, they broke it down pretty um, pretty simple. There's four key pillars to their, their plan. Stronger economy, a safer nation, a free America, and accountable government. Um, just to quickly elaborate on each of those, strong economy, obviously get cost of living back down, stop the reckless spending, and get um, America energy independent again. Hopefully we we'll reduce gas prices, unlike what we've seen with Biden and the Democrats. Safe nation, I mean, securing the southern border, reducing crime, and stopping the, stop, the spread of fentanyl into our communities, the number one cause of death for adults ages 18 to 45. Um, next is a free America. That means empowering parents to have a, a voice in their education, um, means making healthcare decisions, um, ending the mandates, and also confronting big tech and advancing free speech. And then finally, accountable government, holding Joe Biden and investigating the folks like Hunter, Hunter Biden and all the, um, what he's been doing, um, go after the origins of COVID, um, including Dr. Fauci. Um, and ultimately just preserving um, our constitutional freedom. So that's uh, probably about what, a minute and a half there I, I ran, yeah, yeah. Um, kind of cliff notes for the um, yeah. plan today. Well, well, the contract with America, as you mentioned, was a huge success uh, back in 1994, uh, and this is a similar concept. But there's some uh, – when I saw uh, Kevin McCarthy pull the, um, pull the brochure out of his sports, co- sports jacket – I knew things were serious. If if it comes with a brochure, you're not messing around, are you? <laughs> no, no, no. And I think we can learn a lot from New Gingrich, and I think that's what voters want, is they want a clear alternative. What's going on right now in Washington with Joe Biden and complete Democrat control. The House is controlled by Democrats. The Senate's controlled by Democrats. In your case in Pennsylvania, as a Democrat and the governor's office, we're on the wrong track. Most Americans feel that way, and they want to know what is the alternative. And what we've seen in polling and focus groups, and as we talk to voters, they're like, okay, I know there's a problem with cost of living. I know there's a problem with our southern border. I know I don't feel safe in my community, but what's next? we got to complete the sentence, and that's what Republicans did today. They completed that sentence. There is a problem with cost of living. We will will stop the reckless spending and get inflation under control. We know the border is out of control. We will secure it. That is our commitment to Americans. And you can go down the list. That's what they're doing today is they're putting forward a clear alternative of what Democrats have done uh, to ultimately truly kind of destroy our nation over the last uh, year and a half. I saw Steny Hoyer uh, uh, come out today and say that this, the Republicans have a lot of nice cliches, but the re, uh, how did he put it? He said that um, what it really is is uh, it should scare America because of what's behind those nice statements and you know short short phrases that you threw out. I guess you, that would be expected from them. Yeah, if that's the oh, the best they've got to dismiss this, um, they're just out of touch. It's, it's as simple as that. If you aren't 
it's not scary to talk about the cost of living today. The groceries, you go to the grocery store right now, you're likely paying 13% more than you did a year ago. That cuts into a bottom line. When you're looking at gas prices, we're still paying over a dollar more than when Joe Biden took office. When you look at the fentanyl coming across the border, it is scary. This is the number one cause of death for folks um, 18 to 45 years old. That is a scary reality. When parents are concerned about their children's education, um, that's a legitimate concern. So if they can just dismiss it as fear-mongering, um, that just proves how deeply, deeply out of touch they are uh, with the American people and how they're stuck in this D.C. bubble where they're continuing to reward the, um, their liberal elites and who they're connected to, um, but they're leaving so many families behind. And is it uh, – has – these these issues come up uh, prior to every election and uh, during every campaign, and we see the back and forth between Republicans and Democrats, and the Republicans will say that the Democrats spend too much money, and the Democrats will say the Republicans are only for the rich, and you've heard all that stuff. Um, have, is, have, the, have the issues gotten so much to the extreme that – that even people who don't pay attention normally very much for elections and maybe not even vote, that that do you think this is going to create, um, a, whether it's a turnout for Republicans or Democrats, do you think a lot of people are going to vote because things are so bad that everybody's attention has been grabbed because of it? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I really like that question. It's an important one because... Um, as we look at polling and all of our, uh, our state-of-the-art data operation, we are seeing what we're anticipating what will be record midterm turnout. We will look at almost presidential-level turnout. So for your listeners who are um, thinking about voting, turnout, because every vote's going to make a difference because they're energized, we're energized, and it's, it's going to matter. Well, for those folks who may, the reason for that is a lot of those folks who may traditionally sit out in the midterm, I'm only going to vote for president and every two years I'll skip that one. Those folks are going to show up. And if that's you, um, you're feeling these pains too, because what, what the realities of Biden's failures, it's not just we're seeing it overseas or it's at a distance, it's just in Washington. No, the failures of the Biden administration and Democrats in Congress are hitting you when you go fill up your gas tank. It hits you when you get the receipt at the grocery store. It hits you when you're walking down the streets in so many of these Democrat-run cities and you don't feel safe anymore. Um, it hits you at that school board meeting where they're starting to push nonsense on your children. It's too close to home. And that's why so many people are energized and fired up and ready to vote this November and are looking for a new direction. So that's ultimately what House Republicans did today. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. I, I imagine a lot of voters are as well. And it's, um, we got we got to get it on a new track. We're talking to Nathan Brand. Uh, he is the Deputy Communications Director for the Republican National Committee. Uh, the Democrats keep, keep putting um, criminals back on the street. Uh, no bail. Uh, crime is through the roof. Uh, is crime going to give inflation a run for the money as the top issue, not only in Pennsylvania, but all across the country? Yeah, I think especially in Pennsylvania, um, as we as we look at races in like Pennsylvania and Wisconsin, um, Georgia, Nevada, New Mexico, this is top of mind. This is where Republicans have kept their focus because oftentimes voters, your listeners know inflation's there. It's with you. You can't avoid it. It is everywhere. Crime is the same way. And this is an issue that Democrats have tried to dismiss for, for years, going back to 2020 with the start of the defund the police movement and the riots. Well, now they're, um, now they're having to answer for a lot of the comments they made, especially in Pennsylvania with John Fetterman. This is an individual who is on video, not just once, it wasn't some sort of mistake, um, a half dozen times saying, I want to release a third of the criminals from prison. That's lunacy. And he, and he goes on to say it'll make our streets safe and safer. And it's like, it's absurd. Not only that, but his, his role as lieutenant governor on the pro board He's able to um, vote to release certain criminals from prison. And we're not talking about someone who's reformed and um, got wrongly accused. No, we're talking about people who are murderers, who have uh, stabbed uh, women and children and shot people. Uh, this is, these are some of the, the worst of society he wants to put back out on the street. Um, so, yes, this is top of mind. And, and if anyone, if your listeners have been to uh, Pittsburgh or Philadelphia recently, there's real safety concerns in a number of these cities. 
um, as a result of Democrat-run policies in the Democrat administration in Pennsylvania. So, no, the crime at the top of mind, I think it's truly going to be the deciding issue. I think a lot of folks are fed up with inflation, but crime is going to be the issue that puts us at 51 Senate seats, going to give us a little boost in the House to take the majority. Um, I think it's been dismissed by way too many Democrats for way too long. Here's my question, though, about the crime, and I, I agree with you. Uh, that people are are uh, just if you if you if you pay any attention at all and you see all these stories about these crimes being committed by uh, people who've been either uh, let out without bail or let out of prison too early, we've seen all the stories. But here's the thing that I, I wonder about: the places uh, Philadelphia has a terrible, terrible crime problem. Okay, but but they reelected the district attorney there, a Democrat. Um, if yeah. If um, Thomas, if the Republicans put Thomas Jefferson uh, up uh, to run for mayor in Philadelphia, I don't care who the, Demo- the Democrats could put up Joseph Stalin, and Stalin would win. So, I guess what I'm getting at here is that the place where the crime is the worst, uh, it's in the urban areas, and that's where the yeah. Democrats are get, end up getting 90 percent of the vote, despite the crime. Is is it is there is there any reason to believe that they are going to vote against Democrats? Uh, I mean, how bad, I guess, does the crime have to be in order to expect that to happen? Because I don't, I don't think the Democrats are going to vote Republican. Uh, the, the the people in Philadelphia are going to vote Republican. I don't care how bad the crime gets. Yeah, you know, it's a good question. I I think people are waking up to it. Um, I'm not going to make any promises about um, a Republican winning the Philadelphia proper or anything like that, but. What's ultimately happening, though, is for too many uh, Pennsylvania families, if you want to go catch the ball game, you want to go to that Steelers game, you want to go into the city, maybe you're commuting to work um, and driving home and you're trying to walk down the street for lunch, there's all sorts of issues for folks who live nearby. It doesn't just stop in the city proper, and that's really where this issue continues to make a difference. Uh, we have, every election cycle, we hear um, the elections can be term, determined in the suburbs. Um, oftentimes it's those suburbs that are voting for safe streets, but those are the same people who are commuting into places like Philadelphia. They're commuting into these um, urban areas that are um, that are basically said we're going to defund the police. And oftentimes businesses are leaving these areas and trying to attract workers elsewhere because they can't keep um, employees because they don't feel safe. So no, you're, you're absolutely right on that. I think there is kind of a um, a tide changing here in a way with um, where where voters in these cities are going. We are seeing um, we're seeing big gains in a lot of these urban areas. I think there's a just a general unrest and a concern on whether it's crime or the economy um, and the drugs that are pouring into places like Philadelphia. We're talking to Nathan Brand. We've got a couple minutes left here. He's the deputy communications director for the Republican National Committee. Um, Kevin McCarthy uh, made a big. Uh, point to uh, promise to cancel the 86,000 new IRS agents. Got a good uh, round of applause for that. Does your polling show that the Democrats um, really struck a nerve with that and they're getting some uh, a good deal of backlash on that? Oh, absolutely. This is an issue where not only that it's the contrast that really has upset people. Because not only do they, they put 86,000 IRS agents out there after the American people, and those aren't going to just be targeting the wealthy 1%. Those are going to be targeting people making less than $200,000 a year. Those are the people who are still going to feel it. Don't have the lawyers and the tax attorneys to get you out of that audit. Um, they are the, they're going to get targeted. And that's uh, nobody in the right mind wants a more empowered IRS. And that's not what they voted for in 2020. So first and foremost, that's part of it. The second part, in this same bill, this was part of their Inflation Reduction Act, which um, it was uh, misappropriately named, uh, inappropriately named bill. This same bill had all slew of handouts for the wealthy, whether it's electric vehicle credits, whether, and then the following week where he starts to bail out the um, student debt um, of wealthy Americans. Um, well, he's targeting um, Americans and families just trying to get by with new slew of IRS agents. He's also giving all sorts of handouts to cronies um, to advance his green agenda. Um, and those who have advanced degrees, um, it's, it's, it's totally unfair. There's no, um, there's no incentives for um, 
Americans to get back to work and keep working. It's, it's truly punishing those folks who are just trying to get by in an economy that's continually leaving them behind with higher costs, higher gas prices, um, you name it. So I think that's where we're really seeing a lot of folks who are truly upset. It's like, it's, it's unfair, um, especially with uh, everything else he's doing on top of um, putting IRS agents after you. Well, I'm out of time, uh, Nathan, but uh, I'll just leave you with this. I, uh, I've, after some really in-depth analysis, I've determined that if an, a, an idiot like uh, John Fetterman wins in Pennsylvania, there's no hope for humanity. That's just, I mean, that may be a little strong, but that's where I am on that. I hope we can talk again. <laughs> that's right. Absolutely, John. I'd love to be back. And it's just so important that we elect Dr. Oz to uh, beat John Fetterman. You're absolutely right. Okay, thanks. Uh, that's Nathan Brand, Deputy Communications Director, Republican National Committee. I'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy says the Democrats are weakening our southern border allowing some very dangerous people and drugs into the country. We've watched what's happened to our border, the millions of people who are just walking across. People on the terrorist watch list. But now we're watching it create every community to be a border community. Fentanyl, the number one killer of Americans between the ages of 18 and 45. That poison starts in China and comes across our border. Vladimir Putin feeling the heat now as a number of non-aligned nations joining the United States and allies in condemning Russia's war in Ukraine. Condemnation picking up steam this week when Putin announced the mobilization of some 300,000 reservists, most going to Ukraine. This is SRN News. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Charlie Kirk explains what the priority should be with a GOP majority. What do you think we will learn if we're able to get a Republican majority? If we get a Republican majority, we will, the grassroots, this program, War Room, Tucker, The number one priority will be oversight, investigation, oversight, investigation, oversight, investigation. The Charlie Kirk Show, weeknights at 9 on AM 1250. The answer. Whose rule book do you want to play by, the government's or your own? This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Without a proper estate plan, many families end up playing by the government's rule book and losing a lot of what they'd intended to leave to their families. That's why Abernathy and Hagerman presents free, ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer to help you protect what's yours and make sure the government plays by your rules. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. Meet Brad. Brad's hard at work, or at least his website is. Ever since he added live chat with Salem Surround, Brad's customers are getting their questions answered 24-7. Website purchases have gone up 35%, and they're over three times more likely to buy from him again. No bots, just real people helping real people. Live chat, one of the easiest, most affordable ways Salem Surround can increase your business while you do other things, or nothing at all. Ask us how at surroundpittsburgh.com. Hi, Rhett Rasmussen of besthotgrill.com. Step up your grilling game with our Solaire Portable Infrared Grills. Our compact everywhere is a favorite of RVers and trailer pullers. Solaire Infrared provides the quick sear for bar marks and texture needed to properly finish sous vide. Use a portable alongside your larger conventional grill to create an instant sear zone and more juicy and flavorful food. Learn more at besthotgrill.com. Affordable, powerful, portable infrared grills at best 
WestHotGrill.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Heavy on the Parkway West, inbound around Route 30 with a crash on the shoulder. Slows again from 79 to Rosalind Farms, then Green Tree to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Outbound slows from Banksville Road past Green Tree. Parkway East outbound jams Boulevard to the Allies to Edgewood Swissvale. Inbound far stills to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel, then your heavy Grant Street into the Fort Pitt Bridge. Stop and go on 28 outbound from Butler Street out to Gamma Drive. Crosstown Boulevard inbound is heavy approaching the Liberty Bridge. Fort Cambridge inbound still jamming the length. That's a look at traffic. I'm Brendan Joseph. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. It'll be chilly tonight with patchy clouds. Tonight's low 43. A blend of sun and clouds for tomorrow. Beautiful start to the weekend. We'll see a high tomorrow of 66. Tomorrow night, mainly cloudy with a passing shower late. Low 55. Cloudy Sunday with showers. A windy afternoon. We'll see a high Sunday of 66. Mostly cloudy Monday and windy with a shower in spots. The high 64. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Now, Kamala Harris uh, says our southern border is secure and whatever is going wrong down there is Donald Trump's fault. And uh, at the beginning of the show here today, you heard our jerk of the week, media relations intern Karine Jean-Pierre double down on that. But anybody with a brain knows it's uh, it's not secure, and it's not just about illegal immigrants and drugs either. John Daniel Davidson, senior editor at The Federalist, and he's done a lot of reporting from down there on the border. He joins us now. John, good to have you on again. Thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. So uh, you wrote today that what we're seeing now down there is just the tip of the iceberg. So what's the iceberg? Uh, the iceberg is the takeover of the Mexican state by drug cartels. Um, And it doesn't matter if we get illegal immigration under control at this point, we're going to have to deal with Mexico uh, becoming a failed state one way or another. And I think the illegal immigration problem is just one symptom of this much larger problem. And uh, as you point out in your piece at The Federalist, um, that one piece of the problem gets a lot of attention. Even that one, I guess I could say, uh, doesn't get enough attention from the uh, the non-Fox television uh, you know, table news uh, networks. Um, but that's that's almost like a distraction uh, from what they, an even more serious problem is, as serious as that problem is. That's right. We have to understand that illegal immigration... It's not just this spontaneous thing that is happening. There, there's two things that drive it. One is, is American uh, immigration policy. What's coming out of Washington, what's coming out of the Biden administration. We saw illegal immigration spike literally as soon as Joe Biden took office and signed a bunch of executive orders that repealed Trump-era policies that had kept illegal immigration down at the border. Yes, there was an immediate reaction to that. Biden institutes new policies, repeals Trump's policies, illegal immigration spikes. The other thing that drives it is what I call the industrialization of illegal immigration. These drug cartels have figured out how to make money off of illegal immigration, and they are making billions and billions of dollars every year uh, by funneling people through Mexico up to and across our southern border. It's a huge industry. But it, it's, it would seem like the simple solution would be uh, to all of it is to just uh, instead of hiring this as an example eighty six thousand IRS agents. Uh, I did the math, and if you hired eighty six thousand new border agents, I did this. I'm just thinking about this now, but I did it a, a couple months ago. I think it's you could put it. You could put an agent at every one hundred and forty four feet across the the southern border. <laughs> Um, if yeah, you do, if you human do, chain. Yeah, yeah, but you could do that. As, uh, literally, every 140 feet, I think it is, you could put a, 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 a border uh, guard, you know, across Texas, New Mexico, Arizona. And, um, and, and if you shut that down, let Mexico do whatever they want down there. Uh, yeah, that's right. Isn't that, is, is, that, is, right. It, is it any more complicated than that, really? 
Well, it is only in the sense that you could you could put a border patrol agent every ten feet across all two thousand miles of the U.S. Mexico border, and it wouldn't change anything unless you had a change in U.S. immigration law and in our policy. Mm-hmm. We arrest you know millions. We've arrested over two million people so far this year crossing the border. The problem isn't that we can't arrest them. The problem is that when we arrest them, we have to turn them loose in the United States. Uh, And then they have five years on average to wait for their immigration case to play out in our immigration courts. Uh, And the word gets back to the sending communities in Central America, in South America, all over the world, that, hey, you can get across the border, you'll get arrested, you only get held for a few days, then you get released and you're free to go in America. And you got five years until your until your case comes up in court. Um, so that provides an irresistible incentive for people all over the world to come to the United States. If we don't change that, it doesn't matter how many border patrol agents we put on the border. It doesn't matter how many people we arrest at the border. Well, even that seems like a pretty simple solution. Uh, I would seem that on the surface, but how complicated would would changing that be beyond getting a new president and a new Congress? If you had a new president and a new Congress that had the political will to actually change the defective, the underlying defective body of immigration law that we've had since 1965 with no major changes since 1965, then yes, you, you could fundamentally change the dynamic at the border. You could shut down illegal immigration. As soon as you start deporting people and sending them back to their home countries, the desire for people in those countries to sell everything they have and and hire smugglers to get them in the United States, that demand dries up really fast. Mm-hmm. And so you have, but you have to show that you're willing to do it, and you have to actually do it. Uh, and and so far, we haven't had the political will to do that. So, what's the argument against doing it, and who's winning that? Been winning that argument. I don't think that it was a big a deal. Uh, no, nobody was talking about it much in 1975 or 1985, or maybe even not even in 1995 that much. But they sure are talking about it now. What's the only argument against it? That it's mean to not let these these uh, people seeking asylum into the country? What other argument is there against it? Well, that's the only argument that we hear from the Biden administration and from, from Democrats in Congress is that it's mean that, uh, you know, these, these people, uh, you know, we, we, they deserve to be let in. Uh, we have to have a humane system. And they pretend like there's enforcement somewhere down the line when at the same time the Department of Homeland Security uh, under Biden has basically told ICE agents to stop arresting and deporting people unless they're violent felons. Unless you're a violent felon, basically you can stay in the United States indefinitely. They have no argument other than uh, they want to use the issue to paint Republicans as racists and, and xenophobes for wanting to have a border that's secure, for wanting to have enforcement of our immigration laws. That's the only thing it is. It's a political cudgel for the Democrats, nothing more. See, this is what bothers me. We're talking to John Daniel Davidson, senior editor editor at The Federalist. What you said makes perfect sense. I mean, it seems to me that that's exactly what they're doing. But it's it's just hard for me to uh, believe that they're either that evil or that stupid. Um, and and I and I can't figure out which one it is, evil or you know stupidity. Uh, is, is it a little bit of both? But what it, what is it mostly? Uh, that's I just don't understand how anybody would would think it was worth it just to have some issue to paint the Republicans as bad people that they would knowingly let this happen to the country. Well, they do this. With, they do this with all kinds of issues. They do it with abortion. Uh, they do it with the uh, transgender movement. Uh, they do it with with racism uh, and critical race theory in schools. This is their bread and butter. They got. They they try to figure out ways, to, you know, different issues that can paint Republicans as racist, homophobic, bigoted, extremists, uh, you know, uh, semi-fascist to use President Joe Biden's phrase, uh, this is is how they conduct uh, political warfare. And it's almost a um, instinctive 
reaction to whatever the issue is. They're going to say, oh, Republicans are using migrants as political pawns. Ron DeSantis is a heartless bigot, and, and we actually care about these people. And, and that's what they go back to, not realizing that Donald Trump won the 2016 election largely on a platform that featured immigration as the number one domestic issue. You know, build the wall. It's not an issue that's a winning issue for Democrats, but it doesn't stop them from coming back to the well, uh, in part because they don't have any solutions of their own. Well, and they also get help from the media who sing the same song. Absolutely. Um, yeah. We're talking to John Daniel Davidson, senior editor to Federalist. Now, you mentioned that the, the, the problem that we're not seeing is that the, uh, the Mexican uh, Mexico is being taken over by cartels. But um, you also point out in your piece that it ain't just about the drugs, uh, and, uh, and it's, it's much more than that. And they, they, they're, this has been a, um, it's a it's great business for them, this open border for lots of reasons that go way beyond drugs. That's right, because the cartels have sort of metastasized into something else. I tell people you have to think of them not as drug gangs, but as Halliburton. The Sinaloa cartel is in something like 53 countries worldwide. The next largest cartel, CJNG in Mexico, is in something like 45 or 48 countries worldwide. These are international criminal syndicates. They're involved in drugs, migrant and human trafficking. They're also involved in fuel theft, water control and distribution, port operations. They, they have their fingers in every aspect of Mexico's political uh, and economic life. They control most of the uh, local and state governments that span the northern part of Mexico that borders the United States. The police are under their control. Uh, the, even the highest echelons of the Mexican military and political establishment are in the pay of the cartels, as we've seen. And there's been some good research and studies that have come out on this recently that I cite in my piece. But it's something that the American people need to get used to. We can't have a 2,000-mile border with a failing narco state. At some point, the integrity of the Mexican state becomes an American national security interest. And we have got to stop thinking of the border as a domestic political issue that has only to do with illegal immigration. We need to start thinking of it as a national security issue. It's almost like an enemy uh, on our border. Uh, uh, exactly what it is. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it, it doesn't, it, it's not, they're, they're not, they're not firing uh, rockets across the border, but they're they're doing things that are affecting us just as much. Um, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. We, we maybe not think of them as an enemy, but we need to stop thinking of them as a partner mm -hmm. that we can work with together to solve common challenges. Mexico is not a partner, and we need to stop talking about them and thinking about them as though they're a partner that we can work with. That's the key takeaway. And you also write about the, the I think, it's, is it the new president who is um, pretty much taking a, 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 just a little vacation on the, on the cartels and letting them do what they want? Yes, exactly. President Lopez Obrador, since he came into office in 2019, early 2019, uh, has done nothing to stop the cartels. And not only has he done nothing to stop the cartels, he won't speak a bad word about the cartels. He even visited El Chapo's hometown and paid his respects to El Chapo's mother during COVID uh, as a sop to the Sinaloa cartel. Uh, there's every indication that Lopez Obrador, the president of Mexico, is complicit with either passively or actively cooperating with the Sinaloa cartel. And, and that should be something that raises alarm bells at the Pentagon, uh, at, at, uh, at the NSA, at CIA. This isn't something that is just uh, a border problem or an illegal immigration problem. This is a problem right at the upper echelons of Mexican officialdom that we have got to address sooner or later. And so what's the significance of uh, Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, uh, recently designating the cartels as, a, as ter terrorist organizations. And why wouldn't Biden do that on a federal level? I think Biden won't do it on a federal level for domestic political reasons, because Democrats typically 
uh, view everything through the lens of domestic uh, politics. But the significance of uh, Governor Abbott designating cartels as foreign terrorist organizations is that it uh, it doesn't do much in terms of Texas law enforcement capability. Texas has limited abilities uh, as a state to sort of, you know, conduct law enforcement activities across a, an international border. But it does send a signal that uh, at least the political leadership of Texas is taking this issue seriously uh, and, and it gives cover to members of Congress in Washington, at least Republicans, to start talking about this as not a crazy idea. It's not a crazy idea to think of these cartels and designate them as terrorist organizations. And it's something that uh, Texas uh, Congressman Chip Roy has talked about. Uh, it's something Ted Cruz has talked about. Uh, and and it, it needs to start gaining steam in Washington. Hopefully, Governor Abbott's designation will, will give courage to his counterparts in Washington to take the same steps. We're talking to John Daniel Davidson, senior editor at The Federalist. If I'm not mistaken, you live in Texas, do you not? I do. Yeah, So, and you've spent, done a lot of reporting from down there, and you, you've actually gone to the border. Um, what about the absence of the media at the border, and um, what is it that maybe uh, – you just talked about the big picture, about it being much more serious than just illegal immigration, but what are the things that the media have been missing – and therefore, the American people are not being told about that you've seen firsthand. One of the big things that the media misses is the mechanisms uh, that that are enable mass numbers of people to cross the border and, and the industry behind it, the the, uh, the logistics, the stash houses, the money that changes hands, the accounting all of it run by these cartels that have, have figured out how to monetize illegal immigration. It's a, it's a vast, uh, complicated system that operates 24 seven. It's almost a, a bureaucracy of its own, uh, that is, that is fueling illegal immigration. Uh, and the reason that that isn't covered very much in us media, for one, it's dangerous to cover it. Uh, it's it's difficult to find sources and to get people to talk to you without putting yourself in danger. And the other big thing that they miss is uh, spending significant amounts of time talking to migrants uh, and trying to sort of read between the lines in their stories. Um, it's easy to go to the border and get footage of migrants walking across the river or, uh, you know, uh, climbing over the wall. And, and that's really dramatic. And you know, it's easy to go get it. And, and then you you got your footage or you got your images, you got your tweets, and then you move on. But the more you talk to these migrants, the more you understand just how much they really do follow the news and social media and how closely they're paying attention to U.S. policy at the border and how much they base their decisions on, uh, you know, the chances of, that they're going to get into the U.S. and get released. Uh, and, and what that suggests to me is that they are very sensitive to changes in U.S. policy and that and that changes in U.S. policy can drastically change the situation at the border. Um, and, and that's something I think a lot of people don't understand. And you're in Texas. So and I've had Matt McCoviak on. I don't know if you know who know Matt. Uh, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. And um, I've asked him the same thing. Uh, how it's play- and I only have about a minute left, John. But, uh, a how it's playing in Texas, and maybe I don't know how long you've been there, but how maybe uh, attitudes have evolved over the last X number of years, where this has really gotten out of hand. Uh, from the people who have lived in Texas for a long time, are they have they reached the point of being fed up yet? I, I think they're getting there. It's getting to the point where immigration and illegal immigration is. The number one issue Texas voters say that, they're care, that they care about more than abortion, more than the economy, more than almost anything else you have, if not a majority, I think the latest polls show a plurality of Texans say that immigration is the number one issue on their minds. And the reason they say that is because Texans, uh, especially Texans in uh, the southern part of the state, uh, going all the way up to San Antonio, where where over the summer, you know, 50 migrants were, were found dead in a semi-trailer, suffocated. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is something we deal with in a more visceral and day-to-day way 
than people in the rest of the country do. It's far more direct. Uh, it's in our communities. Uh, we see the effects of it, especially for South Texas communities. These are not big places, and they get overwhelmed very quickly uh, with illegal immigration. So that's, that's why it's becoming uh, the number one issue on the minds of Texas voters anyway. Uh, and it's because we have to deal with it. Hey, well, a great piece at The Federalist. You can find it at thefederalist.com. John, I'm out of time. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Okay, that's John Daniel Davidson. We'll be right back. paid for by the Sentinel Group. Attention Marines, military personnel, families and contractors who were stationed at Camp Lejeune. Were you present at Camp Lejeune between August 1953 and December of 1987? You may be entitled to significant compensation. For nearly 34 years, those in the Marine Corps' base Camp Lejeune were exposed to contaminated drinking water, resulting in devastating injuries, including several forms of cancer, adverse birth outcomes, Parkinson's disease, and more. North Carolina's procedural laws have prevented victims from getting the justice they deserve, but passage of the Camp Lejeune Justice Act of 2022 would allow you or a loved one to file lawsuits seeking compensation for illnesses and injuries linked to the toxic water. Call today for your free consultation, 800-860-3973. Let our experienced attorneys fight to get you the compensation you deserve, and you pay nothing unless there's a recovery in your favor. Call 800-860-3973. That's 800-860-3973. Again, 800-860-3973. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, another week has gone by here. Uh, thanks to uh, Mike Adams for his work behind uh, the board. Darren uh, Elliker also helped us out during the week, and uh, Thank you for listening, and um, I'm going to take a couple of days off and head up to the uh, the uh, Stagerwald uh, compound over there across the border in what used to be Canada and has now become North Korea. But uh, so there's a there's a decent possibility that I won't be coming back. Uh, I, I don't know how much Justin Trudeau has been monitoring this radio show, and I've been kind of critical of him. So I'm a little bit worried that when I go across the border, that they're going to come around and uh, to the house and uh, lead me away in handcuffs and I the possibility I'll never be seen again but in the event that I do make it back I'll talk to you on Wednesday and thanks for listening talk to you then bye is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by ServiceMaster of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow fan. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.